We're on the road. Where transportation goes, community grows. Welcome to On the Road with the MTA. And welcome to another edition of On the Road with the MTA. I'm Jay Gibbons alongside with Stephanie Kay from the MTA. How's Stephanie? I am doing very well, thank you. The weather is definitely changing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I, well, welcome to, you know, November. I know, it's fall in Michigan, but I love it when we have one last really nice warm day. I was hot yesterday. I woke up with the ice on the, on the windshield, and I almost put shorts on by the time the day was over. That's Michigan. If you don't like it, just wait 10 minutes. It'll change. <laughs> That's right. We have all four seasons in one day. Yep, only here. Could, that, that happens. <laughs> Well, we have something else that's kind of interesting and talk about a lot of stuff in one day. You're going to get a lot of information in one day when it comes to the Mott Community College Lecture Series because we are talking right now to Rick Mixter. He is an author. He's worked with PBS. He is a documentary producer. He's worked with the History Channel and with the National Geographic. I feel like I'm in the presence of greatness right yes. now. Mm-hmm. And Rick, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, I'm so thrilled to share maritime history with you and uh, the great uh, things that are happening at Mott. Oh, yeah. You know, I had a chance to present there oh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, about a couple months ago, for MTA, because MTA gives free rides to the veterans. And they um, they just do so much. There was a, a fire in an ap- apartment complex, and MTA sent buses over there to take the people out of wow. danger and to safety. And they just, I'm so proud of MTA and everything they do. So I was able to present that. And while I was there, you're going to love the facility. It's the top-notch technology. There's a great big screen in front of you so you can see what's behind you with having to turn around all the time. And there's a brick auditorium. The sound is great. The uh, All the video stuff's there. So I cannot wait to see you. And you're going to be there November 17th, starting at what time? Do you know? The 9 o'clock hours when they said that we're going to – they used to do breakfast. I don't know if we still do breakfast. I, I hope that they do. But if not, I'll be there at 9 at least. <laughs> I'll be there at 9 too because I definitely want to see what you have to say. And, yes, when I was there, there was a breakfast at 9. And then I started my presentation at 10. I was over by 11. So that's probably going to be the same thing, I'm hoping. But I look forward to meeting you. Oh, likewise. It'll be a lot of fun, and it's such a great crowd there. They always bring a lot of people in for the Applewood series. They do. And my neighbor, who doesn't get out too much, you know, he doesn't, it takes a lot to get him out. He said, I'm definitely going to attend that one. That sounds so interesting because you're talking <laughs> about brine and that the salt. Tell us, tell us what you are going to be talking about so people will know. Well, so many people don't realize that the entire state of the lower peninsula of Michigan is sitting on top of an ancient uh, ocean. It's almost 400 million years old. It's a thousand feet below our surface. And at one time we were harvesting that in the form of brine that became salt and we used it to pack you know, fish to, uh, to, for table salt. A lot of a Morton salt came from the Bay City, Saginaw area. And uh, it was eventually all moved over to the Ludington area where they still make products out of that brine as well. But unfortunately, a lot of ships went down carrying that brine, carrying that uh, processed salt. And uh, we just found some up at Whitefish Point. And I wanna share one that's in deep water near where the Edmund Fitzgerald went down. Oh, oh wow. See, I told you, Jay, it's interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you want to go to? <laughs> yep, no- I'll probably be there too. November mm-hmm. 17th. Yep. Go, ahead. go ahead, twist my arm. You get breakfast and you get this great, great presentation. Yep. Yes, I'll definitely. It's probably going to be a sold out house. I'm going to make sure I reserve my tickets right away. But tell us more about what you're going to be teaching us that day. Well, the vessel we found, we couldn't find a name on, which is weird because we found almost uh, 14 ships over the last two summers. They've been very, the Great Lakes Shipwreck Historical Society has been very busy mapping the bottom of the, uh, of Lake Superior on that east end. And with all these ones we found, this is one that didn't have a name on it, but the cargo you could tell was very smooth and it was covered with a fine silt. 
and the measurements of the wreck put us right at the Adela Shores, which um, is tragically one that was lost with all hands um, in, a, in a terrible storm. In fact, it took out several ships uh, on Lake Superior, so and including Lake Huron. So I'll talk about the storm. I'll talk about the crew. I'll talk about what was found and uh, certainly go into how this ocean managed to show up here in Michigan. Yeah. Wow. You know, that's such history. I didn't even know that happened. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know. I you, you don't. <laughs> You're right about that, Jay. <laughs> so what did, what did you talk about when you were with, with National Geographic? Was it about this or something else? It was very similar to this because the, the salt industry is actually tied to our lumber industry. And, of course, Michigan was, you know, the linchpin for a, so much of the lumber that came into Chicago and eventually into New York. So National Geographic spotlighted us as we found two of Heinz Lumber's fleet that was lost in 1914. I had done a, an article for Michigan History Magazine, and it just so happened I was on board when the cameras were rolling, and we found the Selden Marvin, which was a uh, boat that actually had the signboards on it. We knew exactly from uh, going around the side. We saw Heinz Lumber painted on the side, and then we saw Marvin, and then, of course, the deck was loaded with over a million uh, board feet of, of two-by-fours, so it looked like a porcupine underwater, and, and just mute testimony to the strength of the storms and and sadly, how 28 people were lost in one one gale. Wow. Wow, you just don't think about that. Those storms can be so intense. Oh, yeah. It's taking people down. Wow. And you were also... It's horrible. Oh, so many were, were from the lumber industry. Almost 38% of the wrecks that went down, a very large percentage, in fact, more than iron ore and coal were carrying lumber just because of how much was transported on the lakes. Well, I love salt. I mean, I could, <laughs> they said salt, like I'm in. I know my boyfriend said, we should just buy you like a, a salt lick. So you can just lick that while you're eating. I put so much salt on my food. <laughs> well, now I know that you're a producer for a lot of documentaries. What's your favorite one that you've done so we can watch? Oh, that's like asking who's your favorite child. You know, it's not fair. <laughs> but you know, you I, have I, one. So many, I, I mean, I've done um, three documentaries on the Edmund Fitzgerald. I, I just finished a 300 page book on the Fitzgerald. Ooh. And uh, that's certainly you know, near to my heart. I dove it in 1994. We found the first missing crewman. So that's really important. But I, I finished a book also on messages in a bottle called Bottled Goodbyes. And that really chronicles a lot of stories, um, tragic ones from the 1913 storm where 12 ships vanished and 260 sailors never came home. So these bottled, you know, goodbyes kind of washed ashore. And I just have been captivated by them. And I'm finally got the time tragically during COVID, you know, with so much going on in the world that shut down, I had time to write two books. So if there's any silver lining to that, that horrible disease that went around, it was the fact that I had some time to, to do exactly what I always wanted to do. And that was put time into book. Wow. You've been blessed to do what you love all along, haven't you? I have. And it's been a long TV career. I've been very lucky to work in Saginaw and Flint. I worked for channel 12 and channel five for decades. And um, just decided to go out on my own on documentary producing and the shipwreck bug just caught me because of the history that's everywhere and it's being discovered, you know, even today. And so my contribution has been to find the men that, that built the, the ships, the men that sailed the ships and ultimately the ones that survived and rescued the people. So that's been kind of my calling. I hope, uh, I hope people are interested in it because we certainly find a lot of history. Wait a minute. It's a small world. You worked at ABC 12. Are you familiar with Larry Elliott that worked at ABC 12 and he does a lot of scuba diving, deep sea diving? He's the one that goes down to Fitzgerald every year. He is my my mentor, Larry Elliott. Oh uh, not only a great, he's retired now, but uh, to think about 
you know, the career that he had, and, and he was one of the first presidents of the Great Lakes Shipwreck Historical Society. I'm now on the board. So, yeah, he, he certainly is, is a, a guiding light, if you will, in the maritime uh, industry, a beacon for, for me to follow. And uh, oh I, I certainly appreciate him and, and everybody. Bill Harris, all of the team at 12 were instrumental yes. in my career. Well, I'm going to have to tell Larry to come to see your presentation. I think he should be there. <laughs> I would there. be thrilled. <laughs> I'm going to call him. I haven't seen him. him in decades. <laughs> I will definitely call him and let him know. I think he would love that. You know, speaking of Larry, it reminds me of a, a story I had with him because we did a media trip and we were in, I want to say we were in Las Vegas and uh, we were getting back in the, on, the, on the airplane and I had one VIP ticket, you know, to get up first class. Mm-hmm. And so we got to the same time. I said, well, here, you can use it. I thought we can get the other one. Nope. He got the first class ticket. <laughs> I gave it to him and I was in the back with us. <laughs> really um, heavy set shirt gentleman that had both his seats like in his arm. I thought, why did I do that? But no, he deserved it. So I was happy to do it. But yeah. Well, knowing how tall Larry is too, he appreciated the leg room, I'm sure. He could have sent me a drink, right? But no. <laughs> I, will definitely, I will definitely tell him about this because I think he would love it. And I know so many people would love it. I'm going to make sure that we spread the word. That's what we're doing mm-hmm. the podcast. Absolutely. And do you think you can really go, Jay? I, I think so. Yes. It's and on a what the, it, I was going, I might have seen your documentary if they were on PBS. Which ones were they on the Fitzgerald? What were they called? Um, one is called Tattletale Sounds that's airing right now. In fact, um, we'll have Detroit PBS runs it on the tenth, which is the anniversary of the loss of the yep, Fitzgerald. Yep. Final run is airing right now, and so is um, I think that they're using Safe Ashore, which is one that I did some years ago. That's out. Um, but I've done over 30 programs for PBS and uh, I'm just so lucky to be working with such a great organization to, to share history and especially stuff from our own backyard. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. My wife and I are both boat nerds. So we'll go up to Sault Ste. Marie or, or Alpina or Port Huron or whatever, just to watch the ships. Oh, you're going to be so jealous. I just spent two weeks on a cruise ship watching boats and uh, doing history. So it was fantastic. Go Hagen Travel had me on board the La Boat. Ah. A fantastic cruise boat. And, uh, yeah, that's the way I found now to uh, eat caviar and watch ships go by. That's pretty good. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you definitely have yourself uh, definitely a um, living life to the, the fullest. That's awesome that you're doing what you love. Love to do it. And the chair, you know, they have a, a almost 200-seat auditorium on the boat. So to have that, you know, and then to actually do the commentary through the locks, we went to all five Great Lakes. Um, it was literally the, the cruise of a lifetime. And, and now I'm excited that I'll be coming back next year to do it again. So that's very excited. Oh, that sounds so. And you're going to share all this with us and you have a book. Are you going to bring your book so people can buy one when you're there? at this I lecture? would love to. That always helps to put air in my tanks and fuel in the car, which leads to another project. So, yeah, we will definitely bring some books out. And uh, that would be wonderful to, to share them with the audience that's there. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm definitely going to want one myself. I'm going to have to have you sign it, so don't forget that. (laughs) (laughs) Happy to do it. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, great. Well, thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule, obviously, from what you're doing, if you're a producer and an author, to come to this area and share all of your experiences with us. So I'm looking... Oh, I'm thrilled. Yeah, to come back home, that literally is my home. I I know so much about Flint because of, you know, Channel 12, and just to come back and and the wonderful crowd at uh, Mott is always good to me. I think I've done this now 
for eight years now, I think in a row. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> well, I know I speak with, I talk with Desiree. We've had her on the podcast mm-hmm. talking yeah. about the lecture and she said, you were one of the most interesting speakers. And so I definitely want to put uh, you on. Yes. And she's seen a lot. So she knows that you're wonderful. <laughs> that's amazing. I will, I will take that. To, I'll take that to church. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. Well, she has seen them all and you were definitely one of the best. So I'm looking so forward to it. Once again, it's going to be November 17th. It's going to be at the Mott lecture series mm-hmm. and hopefully you can go Jay because yeah. you'll be back to work by 11.15 yeah that'd be fine yeah we can just do Perfect. that sure hey just say oh, hey I'm not going to be in front it'll be a little late well take there. your lunch in the morning that way there you go because you, you already had your <laughs> breakfast so it'll be fine or just work an hour later yep but anyways well thank you once again so much I can't tell you how much we appreciate this Rick and we look forward to meeting you on the 17th I look forward to it too thanks again for spreading the word you bet thanks and thanks for listening every week we do this as something fun interesting free beneficial for the community we love doing that with On the Road with the MTA Stephanie Kay and Jay You've been listening to On the Road with the MTA. For more information on our services and community outreach, visit us online anytime at www.mtaflint.org. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The MTA, your community, your connection, your way.